Welcome to Compassion in a T-Shirt. I'm Dr. Stan Steindl, and in this video, I'd like to introduce compassion from the point of view of compassion-focused therapy, as well as our CFT model of the compassionate mind. In CFT, we begin with assessment, formulation, treatment planning, all in the context of a warm, empathic and safe therapeutic environment. As we move to treatment itself, we often start with what is compassion. This involves using a guided discovery approach. We might ask the person we're working with, what does compassion mean to them? Can they identify certain compassionate people in their lives, both now or in the past? And what sorts of qualities did these people have? Perhaps they were kind and caring, or they had a lot of common sense and good advice, or perhaps they were just very available to lend an ear. The CFT therapist will often spend a good amount of time exploring compassion from the perspective of the person we're working with. Next, we introduce the CFT definition of compassion, developed by Professor Paul Gilbert. Compassion is a sensitivity to suffering, in self and others, with a commitment to try to alleviate and prevent it. As you can hear in that definition, there are two aspects to the definition, two psychologies, if you will, compassionate engagement and compassionate action. And both of these psychologies are multidimensional. So from this broader definition of compassion, we move next to elaborating on the multidimensional model of the compassionate mind. We begin with the first psychology of compassion, certain attributes or competencies that help with compassionate engagement. We develop our sensitivity to suffering, becoming aware and noticing the suffering that might be around us or within us. Oftentimes, we can walk down the street and not notice the person who is suffering on the other side of the road. Sensitivity is about lifting our heads, opening our awareness and noticing suffering. Next is sympathy. When we become sensitive to suffering, we then start to develop our sympathy for the person who is suffering. In other words, we feel moved or touched by their suffering. We feel sorrow or concern for them. Now, this is not the same as pity. We're not looking down on them but rather we feel moved by their suffering and therefore motivated to help. However, when we are sensitive to suffering and feel sympathetically moved, sometimes this can result in us experiencing personal distress, which can then motivate us to turn away from the suffering in order to ease our distress. And so we practice distress tolerance, opening ourselves up to feeling moved by the suffering but managing those feelings so that we don't experience personal distress. Next, we practice empathy, both cognitive empathy, being able to take the perspective of the person who is suffering, and affective empathy, really resonating with what that person might be feeling or what this experience might mean for them. In a way, when we empathise with a person, we start to understand and feel some of what they might be going through. This is different to sympathy, which is a feeling of our own in response to the person's suffering. 
If someone is suffering from anger, then we empathize. We really get a sense of that anger. But when we sympathize, we might feel sorrow or sadness at all the suffering this anger is causing the person. And of course, the compassionate mind might bring sympathy and empathy to our own suffering, empathizing and sympathizing with ourselves. The next aspect to compassionate engagement is non-judgment. Here, we don't mean we never make judgment calls. For example, we might very well have to make a judgment about whether a person is indeed suffering, as well as what might be most helpful. We definitely try to be discerning, but the key is we do all of that without blaming and shaming the person who is suffering, whether that is someone else or, in fact, ourselves. And finally, we try to cultivate a care for well-being, a caring motivation, a desire that others and ourselves and all living beings may suffer less. This care for well-being means that we're not being compassionate out of self-interest, but a genuine desire to be helpful to others and to ourselves. These are all attributes of the compassionate mind. Now from here, we move on to the second psychology, compassionate action. These are the skills that we develop throughout the course of CFT, especially as part of what's called compassionate mind training. We use sensory focusing exercises to slow and calm the mind and body. We cultivate compassionate feelings of warmth, kindness, courage, affiliation and safeness. We develop compassionate attention, opening up our awareness and sensitivity. We use imagery to develop, practice and apply compassion and work with difficult emotions. We relate to our thoughts mindfully and cultivating compassionate ways of thinking, reasoning and understanding. And we construct a repertoire of compassionate behaviours and taking compassionate action. The skills of compassion and all of this is wrapped up in wisdom, strength and caring commitment. Qualities we'll be returning to in future videos. Introducing compassion, the CFT definition and the multidimensional model of the compassionate mind is important early on in CFT because we return to all of this many times throughout CFT treatment. We'll often restate Paul Gilbert's definition. For example, when people feel more comfortable with being compassionate towards others than themselves, we might restate the definition and the focus on self and others. And we will frequently return to the attributes and skills of compassion. For example, someone might say, I feel so sorry for the child I was when I went through all of that. And we might say, yeah, you feel a lot of sympathy for yourself and all you went through. This is important and part of moving towards self-compassion. And of course, we use a lot of the skills of compassion, body-based practices, imagery, cognitive strategies and behavioral strategies, which I hope to go through a bit in future videos. So there you have it, introducing compassion and the compassionate mind. In the next video, I'm going to talk about the three flows of compassion, being compassionate towards others, being open to receiving compassion from others, 
and offering compassion to ourselves or self-compassion. But for now, let me know what you think about the CFT definition of compassion and the multidimensional model of the compassionate mind. And may these attributes and skills be ever-present as you continue on your compassionate journey.